welcome to the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. So wonderful. Brought me uh, smiles when I saw the video of Jesse and Asher and um, saw them when they were born and uh, 10 years ago. And now to see them creatively creating is a real joy and and as a church family we want to encourage everyone we have a gift within us Um, god has given us that gift to create and then jdi the video that we watched earlier um to see dream comes true our dreams from the Lord, the visions from the Lord, and, and uh, 18 years ago, I was wondering how can it be possible? And nothing, we have never ventured into things like that, but the Lord has given us the vision and a heart to establish His kingdom in our communities, uh, expressions of His kingdom, His love, His message, His good news in every part of our cities, uh, communities, and even our nations and beyond. And uh, really, I encourage uh, to see that come to pass. And, um, and this morning, I want to talk and share with you on His kingdom, the kingdom of heaven. And, and uh, the Bible in, in Matthew itself mentioned about His kingdom 32 times. It is so crucial that when Jesus came, He came with the message of the kingdom. He came with the purpose to restore us back to this kingdom where we began. In the heart of God, we were birthed in that kingdom. We are meant to be established back into that kingdom. The kingdom is where the king dwells. Amen? His king domain, he, his, 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 uh, his realm, the kingdom realm, where the king uh, reigns and rule. And we know that Jesus, came, he overcame sin and death and he reigns in heaven. Amen? You know, when he came, when we, we um, come into God, come into Christ, we are, you know, re-established back into this kingdom of heaven. Let me just touch about John the Baptist. John the Baptist um, was a forerunner for Jesus Christ. He, he was a word fulfilled from Isaiah 40 verse 3, that, that there will be a man, there will be a shout, a cry in the wilderness, prepare ye the way. And we know that it was fulfilled in Matthew 3, 2, that John the Baptist say, repent, repent and turn away from your sin, for the kingdom of God is at hand. For the kingdom of God is near. And, and we know that in, in Matthew 3, 2 was fulfilled by the, prophet, uh, the prophecy that was in Isaiah. And then in Matthew 4, um, we, heard that, uh, we know that Jesus, when he heard that John the Baptist was arrested, and we know that John the Baptist was uh, beheaded. Yeah? And, and Jesus began preaching the same message in Matthew 4. You know, repent from of your sins, for the kingdom of God is near. Now, 
I would like to um, turn to to Matthew six. I'll be preaching from five to thirteen, and and we know that um, the forerunner prepare the way for Jesus, and and when. Um, just before Jesus died, he commanded the disciples with the Great Commission. We'll get back to that later. In Matthew 6, 5, 13, it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on streets, corner, and in the synagogues, where everyone can see them. And He's not talking about, you know, prayer evangelism. I have high regards, you know, for people to pray, prophetically get a word and, and go to the street and pray for people and release that word. It's, it's such a powerful thing, really, touching the hearts of the people out of the four walls. In here, he's not talking about that. He's talking about don't pray to be seen. It can happen even in church. Don't pray to be seen. Pray to come into the place. And it followed um, into the place of uh, intimacy. As a church, we have been stressing on intimacy. And it is, I tell you the truth that in all the reward you will get if we pray to be seen, right? But when you pray, go away from by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private it's talking about you and him in the secret place where you are so intimate and 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 he knows your heart and you know his heart where you wrestles uh you wrestle with him and and you can complain you can be real you can be authentic you can question where he is your father he is a good, good father. They don't have to put up a show. You know, you're real and he's real to you. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them. Later, we will go into um, uh, the prayer that Jesus taught us. And it's dangerous where, where we turn something into religious practice. There's no power being uh, just repeatedly repeating the words, where there's no meaning, no engagement with the, the prayer. Right? And then he said that... Uh, don't be like, um, sorry, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Some people, oh, since he already knows what um, I need, why do I need to pray then? <laughs> he knows. Do you know what? There is a responsibility to, uh, that he wants us to come into that relationship, come into that humility that we need him. You know, there, there is a healing 
comes when we confess our sin. We, we confess our need. We bring it in the open. And, and there's this encouragement that says, acknowledge that you are God. You are the one I need to be in communication with. And let us um, dive into these five areas that Jesus taught us. He says, our Father who art in heaven, you know, our Father is just acknowledging, you know what, again, I want to, to open our, in, in Matthew, uh, I think 13, he says it, that we have eyes and yet we do not see, we have ears that we do not hear, and our heart has become callous. And, and he says that, you know, if you have eyes to see, you have ear to, to hear, if your heart turns toward the Lord, he will heal us. And today, let, let our ear, that's what the Spirit of God in Revelation says, that those who have ears, let him hear what the Spirit has to say. Let us hear what is the Spirit of God is saying from this kingdom. If we are in Christ, we are in this kingdom of heaven, and the kingdom of heaven is at hand, is near. If we are in Christ, he said, the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness is right standing with God, right relationship with God. And peace, the peace surpasses all understanding. You know, will guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus, right? This peace and joy, joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy of the Lord is our strength. This joy in the Holy Ghost. When we are in Christ, the Holy Ghost dwell in us. Amen. He can't be anywhere closer, nearer. The kingdom of God is near. How near can that be? It's in you and I, right? So we need to capture, while I'm in this world, that uh, the word of God said that there is the flesh and the spirit at war. So we need to harness and give our ear, perked up our spiritual ear, open our spiritual eyes and have a heart waiting for the seed of his word to be planted in us. So it's a hallowed be your name. It's that, Lord, we are in you now. We live in this kingdom. You are our father. <laughs> father, Papa, you are our father. We look up to you. Not the surrounding, we look up to you, we hail you, you are on the throne, you are in control, you reign and you rule. In our prayer, we come back to the focus, who is in control, who is worthy of our worship, amen? And the next thing that, that harness our focus, is say that your kingdom come. Do you know what? Um, the Holy Spirit, God, He gives us the gift of uh, the gift of choice, and He is all powerful. But He will wait on your invitation. He will not impose. He, when you invite Him, He will come. 
we acknowledge Him and He said, Come, let this kingdom invade. I welcome this kingdom in my life. When we pray, we are, we are so conscious of this kingdom that we've been restored to and we live in. It's invitation, your kingdom come. And then give us this day our daily bread. And, and, and here is talking, acknowledge that, hey, I worked so hard, you know. I, I'm enjoying the sweat of my labor. Why do I have to, you know, say that he provides? No, he provides, he is the provider. Do you know what? You can earn $10, but in this kingdom of heaven, is <laughs> without bounds, without limit. The provision comes from this kingdom cannot and will not be limited by the natural world, the earth that we live in. He multiplies. Can I take you and share with you how he multiplies in this kingdom? In Old Testament, 1 Kings 17, in Elijah, you know, met with this widow from Zarephath. And we know that the surrounding was already dry up. Everything was dying. Even Elijah himself, the raven has to bring food for Elijah. And Elijah was drinking from the brook. And even then, the brook dried up. There's nothing left. And he came in contact with this widow from Zarephath. And he told the, the widow, um, please bring me a cup of water. And, and, and just, be, just when she was about to go and fetch him the water, he said, oh, bring me some bread. And this uh, widow said, oh, that I have nothing. In fact, I only have a little bit of flour and a bit of uh, oil. I was going to make our last meal. I was going to eat that with my son and we will die. That was my last meal. And, and Elijah, um, the prophet, told, told this widow, just make me some bread, bring it to me, and then the rest will be sufficient for you and your son to live until rain comes and the provision comes. And you read uh, 1, Corinth, uh, 1 Kings 17 yourself that it was true enough for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, there will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough, enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. And you know what? There's another provision by Elisha. From 2 Kings um, verse 4, right? 1 to 7. You know, we know that Elisha was uh, serving Elijah side by side. And then this very anointing is passed to Elisha. In fact, I think it's a double anointing. Right? Again, he met with a widow. And, and, and this widow, um, 
came to him and said that the creditors, uh, the creditor is after him, even want to capture the two sons as slaves to pay back the debt. Please help me, you know. And and then Elijah, Elisha said, you know, bring me something. And she said, I have nothing at all except a flask of oil. And Elisha told him, go, go and borrow um, containers and flowers uh, from your neighbors, from, from, from your friends, you know, um, and go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Again, miracles happen behind closed doors. I want to release this word to you as I was preparing in this season God is going to perform miracles in your heart, in your household, as you intimately pray and present Him what you have. You watch and see that kingdom of heaven is going to come and invade your space, the space that you invite Him into, just as it happened to the widow. And, and then she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There ain't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. And this is the resource from heaven, from the kingdom. This is from the Old Testament, you know, when, when they obeyed the word of God spoken through the prophets. And now I want to share two from the New Testament. Of course, it's so familiar, you know, the five loaves and two fish, right? From Matthew 5. In the five loaves fed 5,000 men, right? We know that we always say that it just men, you know, how about the women and the children? And, and that is very popular. And in Matthew 5, and then Matthew, uh, uh, Matthew 14, sorry, in Matthew 14, and then in Matthew, to Matthew's 15, there was another miracle, but not mentioned as much as five loaves and two fish. And that's seven loaves. There were seven loaves of bread that fed 4,000 men. So, he said, you are the provider. We can work this hard, but when we tap into the resource of heaven, he multiplies. That is one that above and beyond what we can think and even ask for. That is this kingdom, that uh, the provision, the abundance from this kingdom. And then next he said, forgive us. Forgive us our sins. You know, as we also forgive those who have sinned against us. You know, forgiveness is very important because in this kingdom, we cannot have unforgiveness because Christ has forgiven us all of our sins, right? And, and for, verse 14 is not part of a prayer, but Jesus taught them that, you know, if you do not forgive, your Father in heaven will not forgive you. So forgiveness is very important because there's no unforgiveness in heaven. 
there's a difference between forgiveness and grief. And important that we do not mix that. And important to not just forgive, we important because in this kingdom of heaven is fullness of joy. There is no sickness. There is no lack. The important too, we need to give our space to grieve and heal. And invite the kingdom of heaven to come and help us forgive and forgive others, forgive ourselves, and heal through our grief. And it's a temptation. Lead us not into temptation, right? And provide us a way, not into, uh, lead us not into, into temptation. And, and we know that God himself in him, there is no evil. God does not tempt. In 2 Corinthians, uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the, the temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. There is always the, the enemy is the tempter, right? And we can be tempted and yet not sin because God always provide a way out. In our prayer, you know, that we are not so caught up in, in the earthly realm that we forget to see with our heavenly eyes. He said, a way out. God, give us eyes to see that way out that you have provided. Yeah? yeah? Give us. So there are five important things that, hallowed be your name. Father, you are our Father. Your always reign and control, you know. Your kingdom come. I invite you right now. I'm conscious. I invite you right now into my mind, my heart, my, my, my entire being, my home, my workplace, my school, uh, um, the, my engagement, day-to-day -day engagement. Come, I invite you. And, and you provide, Lord, this is what I have. And I know there's far more. <laughs> your your, your mats is way beyond what I can even think. And, and for especially for the season we are in, some uh, lost their jobs. And a lot of people, uh, I, I, I feel for retailers. I feel for those who run restaurants. I feel for, 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 for those who... Um, that have been challenged during this time in whatever way, how small, how big, it's a challenge, right? But God, you are my provider. Let me tap into your resources, you know? And I tap into your creativity. Provision is not just finances, right? You know, sometimes we are so limited to think provision is only money. Provision is his joy, is his Peace is his creativity, right? We are being uh, hashtag created to create. 
You know, He provides us with creativity into our business, uh, into areas as teachers, or oh, the challenge of mothers and fathers at home teaching your children. Oh, I'm running out of ideas how to entertain my children or oh, what to give them to eat. You know, I know it's unhealthy, you know, but now just shut them up for a little while, <laughs> you know. But God give us ideas to be creative, you know, um, and enjoy. And you know what? Joy is everywhere. Even the kingdom of God is at hand, is near. We do not have to wait till we die to experience that joy. He brings that joy in simplicity. It can be a be still and know that I am God and a cup of tea. <sighs> you know what I love to do? I make a cup of tea in different cups that I have. Today I feel like this cup, a cup of trust. Oh, this day I, a cup of hope. And then I take a deep breath because you're so tense, you're so busy, right? Even when you're not working, you can be tense. <laughs> and you know, you're occupied. In this season that we're in, God provide us with ideas. I play with the leaves. <laughs> My children know, are you still keeping these leaves? <laughs> you know what? They are beautiful when they are fresh and they are beautiful even when they are dry. I have a bunch of them, I have three of them, I have five of them. I begin to, hey, it doesn't have to be expensive and far away. They are all around us. Just pause. Just pause and invite this kingdom to come. And I provide, and, and forgive, forgive yourself. Forgive others. Grieve. Make space. And... Um, it's acknowledge. It's very important. Acknowledge, but don't empower. Because our emotions are fleeting. It comes and it goes. But the word of God and his kingdom endures forever. His kingdom endures. He says at the end, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. We just sang that, right? It's not just a song. It's a declaration. It's a prophecy. We're speaking into the air. We, we, we declare, we acknowledge, we confess. There is power in confession. That's why the, he asks us to pray. All right. And um, now I would like to read from Matthew 16. Um, okay. Matthew 16 to 19. Matthew 16, verse uh, 13. Okay, from 13, he says that when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. You know what? We are living in a time and days too. Who do people say that he is? You know, we are created by God that is always a need, a longing to be with God. 
to love by God and to love Him. And people are searching. They are, they are trying every avenue to, to find God. They will say that He's Jesus, He's one of the gods, and He is, you know, according to uh, a power of the universe, right? Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Today, he's asking you and I, who do you say that I am? Do you know who he is? Do you, is that just an answer on the tongue or the, a conviction in our soul and our spirit. And Simon Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Bravo. 10 out of 10. He got it right. But Jesus replied, you are blessed. You know what? You are blessed. This meaning blessed means spiritually secure. You are favored. You are blessed. Because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. It was an aha. It was a revelation. Revelation is truth revealed by our Father, by God, by the Holy Spirit. When we have revelation, truth revealed, that is the truth that will set you free, that will set me free. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Right? It comes from a revelation. It says, now I say to you that you are Peter. Right? Which means rock, means stone. And upon this rock, I will build my church. It wasn't upon Peter that he will build his church. It was on, upon Peter's revelation that he will build his church. That rock is the Messiah. That rock is the son, uh, the, the living God, the son of the living God, Jesus Christ. It's upon this rock, Jesus, our foundation, that I will build my people. I will build my sons and daughters. I will build my church, my family. is upon this revelation, right? And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. This is the authority in Christ Jesus. This is a revelation giving from heaven, from this realm, from this kingdom realm. Right? It did not come from man. It says it very, very clear. Right? You did not learn this from any human being. From this realm of this kingdom. Now, because of that revelation, Peter was told he was blessed. He was secure. Right? He's favored. 
Now, just move two verses down. We often rest on that. Just follow through. From then on, Jesus, from verse 21. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hand of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. He was preparing them what would happen next? Now, verse 22, but Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him. Another version said that correct him for saying such things. Heaven forbid, Lord, he said. This will never happen to you, exclamation mark. He said it with a passion. I, in my heart, Believe he meant every word because his love for Jesus. I don't want these horrible things to happen to you. If Anna tells me that, I said, no. You know, I can't even bear the thought that she will be hurting. I believe, you know, that instinctively, the subconscious of his passion, he spoke out of his mouth. Right? He was sincere. But Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. I was saying, wow, that is a pretty harsh statement to tell. Peter, he, again, we need to understand that. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, rulers of darkness. Jesus was not hating Peter, but that voice. Remember that we are rescued from the world into the kingdom of heaven, we function in this realm. One moment, he called Peter blessed. And he said that this did not come from human. It comes from your father. The very moment he come, he rebuke you, Satan. We need to understand it what. There is a war that is happening in that realm. That same voice that trapped Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Are you sure? They bought into the lie. And Jesus is being tempted as a human being. Remember, he is 100% God, and he is 100% man. And at this point of his intimacy with God, he draw from that source. He acknowledged that you are a dangerous trap for me. Lead us not into temptation. He said, I'll pray. 
deliver us from the evil one. We are in this war that we need to hear, give our ear to hear, give our eyes to see. Right? You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. So we can see that. And, and we, we, can see, we can see that right now, Jesus continued to love on Peter because that war is in the heavenly realm. And, and Peter, eventually, when Jesus was captured and arrested, and, and Peter tried again to use his human source, his own might and strength, he cut off the ear, you know, to try to protect Jesus, right? He was functioning in that earthly realm, and Jesus healed the person the ear was being cut off, right? Jesus needed to fulfill the will of the Father. He needed to fulfill the will of the Father so that you and I can be established back into the kingdom. He was as tempted as any one of us. He said, even in the Gethsemane, the 11th hour, if it is your will, Lord, you know what? In his heart, he was still tempted. If it's, you know, let this cup pass by me. More than tears, he sweat blood. That wrestling of the human and the God, the 100% man and the 100% God, and, 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 and the obedience to submit his earthly manhood into the kingdom sonship. He knows it can pass me by, let this cup pass me by, but but your will, and not my will, but your will be done. And he endured in that moment, you know, the joy that sat before him. He had to harness his eyes, his ears to hear the sound, the joy of heaven. The joy of heaven, for the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. The peace that surpasses all his human understanding. He had to submit that to have a right standing with God. He refused to succumb to that temptation. He knew the joy that sat before him, he endured to the end. So that you and I can enter into this kingdom of heaven, his kingdom. The kingdom of heaven. There's no more sorrow, there's no more fear, there's no more sin, there's the provision. And we know that 
in Acts. Before that happened, right? And Peter told Jesus, I will never deny you. No way he was speaking confidently. I believe he was sincere. He wanted to. I believe every word Peter said in his heart. It shows the limitation of our own strength, our own might. That's why he says, not by might, not by power. Right? The word of God says, we need to depend on the Holy Spirit because He resides in us. He gives us the strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. This joy is not controlled by this earthly realm, nor limited, limited by this earthly realm. For the kingdom of God is near, is at hand, is within us. Now, according to the power that resides in us. With all his conviction, I will never, we know that Peter denied him three times. What caused him to violate his conviction? It was fear. Fear of rejection, fear of man, Fear of whatever that is. Fear caused him to run. Fear caused him to hide. Fear caused him to lie. But yet, you will see there is hope. You know what? In Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he was a transformed man. And in Acts 2, Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Can you see him preaching the same message as John the Baptist? Can you see him the bonus to preach the message of Jesus, of this kingdom? Now, with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, the anointing that come over him, he becomes bold and confident. And, and we know that he was crucified. You know what? In Revelation 12, 11, say that they, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies. And they loved not their lives even unto death. This is what Peter has become. This is what we disciples, people in Iran, people in China, people in Russia, people in, in many, you know, several years ago, we were in Malta. We attended this conference. We, we met people that is not just believers. They are practitioners. They bring this kingdom into all the spheres they are involved. They are doctors. They are, you know, we could not video because it's sensitive. They will be captured. They will be killed. 
they'll be martyred in their nation. It's, it's not just the Bible time, oh, the encounter, the Holy Spirit, you are bold. It's today as well as you acknowledge who He is. That's why praise and prayer is very important. Out of the intimacy, we begin to enthrone Him, just like Jehoshaphat. God gave him strategy. Praise went ahead because God, you are ahead of me. I will not look to the left and to the right because you, you are the one. I invite this kingdom to come and invade in every area of my life. There are, when the light shines, we hide no more. He said, when the light comes, darkness is no more. Whatever we are covering, whatever, wherever we are hiding, Oh, the word of God come and bring conviction. When he brings conviction, he cannot violate who he is. Therefore, there is no condemnation. He never comes to condemn you and I or shame you and I. He comes to restore. He always restores. He restores step by step. Sometimes it's a big chunk. Suddenly, you are endowed with the Holy Spirit. You can do a lot. Some days and just that quiet moment. But when we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, we need to be, um, come into the encounter. The danger in churches, in us as Christians, including myself, that we do not be entertained, seek, seek to be entertained. Entertained with new knowledge. Wow, wow. That is the craving of the flesh. That's the needing to be satisfied by temporal. It's temporal. Hey, there are times, you know, it's not wrong to, you know, I, I eat healthy, but sometimes I eat, I take ice cream too. But I'm very conscious of eating healthy and be healthy. It's not like, Entertainment is wrong. I like some music. Some days we watch some movies. And, uh, but when you come into the things of God, don't let entertainment seep into your relationship with God. Don't seep into His church. His church is family. His intimacy is relationship. We seek to have encounter. The encounter, when you encounter, it leads you into the finished work of Jesus Christ. It leads you to that cross, the resurrection, face to face with Jesus and recognize he has paid it all. As a mother, I get upset if I pay for something, my children do not treasure that. I paid for it, you take it so lightly. The father paid a pretty dear price. Jesus did. And in John verse 15, uh, chapter 15 and 16, I love, I go back again and again to remind me to remain in him. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. When we are frazzled, we are consumed and busy, we forget. We got to slip out of that. Right? And back, we can sleep back in. Yes. And his promise is that the Father and I, 
we come and make our home in you. His home is here, in the Holy Ghost. Whatever you and I can't, he can. He can. No fear. No fear. His kingdom. We live in this kingdom. We are in this kingdom. Let us have ear to hear, eyes to see, heart, hearts that are postured, teachable, mellow, that willing to yield to his will. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Even as we are going to worship right now, get yourself centered. Get ourselves centered. Have I slipped and gone somewhere else? And, and Lord, let me come back to you. You are my focus. Lord, has fear caused me to do things that I should not be doing? I replace that with faith because I'm a child of God. I live in this kingdom. Give me eyes to see a way out. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for your wisdom from heaven. Today, let my mind set on things above Amen. and not things on earth. You are. You are our Papa. 